Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to another episode of Island Spot Sports. And before we get to our guest today, we have a big shout out for, for Living Sisu. Living Sisu is a platform and app that wants to give you all the tools to have success in your sport. Their main objective is to activate your lifestyle. So for active, it's for active people. Enjoy discounts at, at companies like BioSteel, 30% off, BodyLogics, the Goalie Guild, all his books are discounted. Roan, Lululemon for men, 20% off. Online stretching programs with Eccentrics, one full month free. They got super silent massage guns, 20% off those. And it's a great quality. It's way less expensive than a Theragun. And it's a great, it's great quality. So there's so many more discounts that you guys will need to just become a member to see. So they want to provide you with anything you need for success. So come join the community. I'm a part of it. A bunch of other athletes are a part of it. So it's free to join. It takes 20 seconds to have to get exclusive offers to your sport. And it's definitely worth worth it. So do do us a huge favor and go sign up for Living Sisu's membership. It's free, 20, takes 20 seconds. So go do it and we'll see you there. Living Sisu is a great company. We uh, we know one of the co-founders, Zach Fricali. He's a great guy. He... Uh, He's the co-founder and he does a lot of live streams on Instagram at, uh, at Living Sisu and with a bunch of elite athletes. And you learn a lot from like the athlete's determination, the resiliency, everything to what me, made them become successful. So it's been a great experience so far. So go on. I'm going to leave uh, the link in the description. So uh, go sign up. Yo, welcome back to another episode of On the, Spot, On the Spot Sports. I'm Jack, and in today's episode, we are joined by a very special guest, current professional hockey goaltender Blake Scott. Blake is in his fifth pro season of professional hockey in the Federal Prospects Hockey League with the Motor City Rockers. Prior to turning pro, Blake spent time in the EMJHL, EJHL South, the USPHL Elite, and the USPHL Empire for juniors before playing three years of college hockey for Liberty University before turning pro. So this has been a, an episode in the making for a while now, Blake. So welcome to the show, Blake Scott. Thank you for having me. I um, Yeah, it's been a long journey and just pretty much just never give up is the attitude to have, you know, just keep going, make every day a better day. You know, 1% better is is like the team motto this year, I think. So it's a good motto to have. Yeah, a- absolutely. Thanks again for being able to come on the show. But to start things off, like, how have you been? Like, it's been a crazy journey so far. It's like, how's everything going in Motor City with, for you? It's uh, been great. You know, it's um, a local team close to my house. So I'm I'm living at home and it's, I couldn't ask for a better situation than where I'm at now. It's uh, a lot of, I took the year off last year, not playing in the Fed and getting back into it, just taking it day by day not pushing and being too hard on myself you know and every day I notice I feel like I'm opening up more so to say like I'm everything's clicking coming back into place and I played six games already and it's just uh I um I feel like all my cylinders haven't really been fired yet and I feel like they're finally coming all together and it's in my head it's like it's go time so to say right now yeah, that, that, that's awesome. I, I love that. And like your first six games have been, you've been super successful. So like, how, how has it been for you individually and the team wise, especially since like everyone's playing so well in front of you, like you're starting to finally 
like fire on all cylinders like what what's the feeling in the room and everything oh the room is great i mean we have a great group of guys i mean camaraderie is at an all-time high level right now we have a great coach that keeps it simple for us and you know it just uh we have a all the all the pieces are coming together now you know it's uh when when like say i didn't have a good games against delaware so to say but the team plays so well that almost it didn't matter so to say you know and i'm like i gotta i got lucky with that one but next game i gotta play better you know and and then the game against watertown it was like i knew we're on the road everyone's legs were coming up and so to say like when you're on the road and that first period everyone's got bus legs and you know there's going to be some big opportunities and i just tried to make sure that i recognize that and prepare my mentally prepare myself for what's ahead so to say yeah, absolutely. And like it took it took a while to get like that first game because Babs was playing so well. Yep. Shout out to Trevor Babin. Great, great guy, great oh, yeah. goalie. But uh it took you a while to get that first game and like mm-hmm. you and you and Trav also a great guy, like split split uh time between backup and third strings. Like how did that go? And like what like do you have any tips for anyone like going through something like that where like there's a third string that could come along? Yeah, I mean I think at the beginning of the year, I was labeled as third string because I had the year off and, you know, it, it was um, just, we didn't know what you're getting from me, so to say, and um, just being patient, you know, trying to get 1% better, you know, it's, I'm on the team now and I have the time to get better every practice because Babin's playing lights out every game and I'm trying to take advantage of it, but also be ready at the same time. So it's just like finding that balance mentally in your head where it's like, you got to be ready, but like, don't expect to be your best right now you know like everything's going to build up it's a long season and hopefully you know and just hopefully just continue that one percent better every day type of mentality and support Babin when he's there and just you know he's the guy and just got to be there for him you know that's your job yeah it's like what what do you learn from a guy like Babin since he's arguably one of the best goalies if not the best goalie in the league and just like having him along your side just being able to be there for support yeah I mean his his daily routine is excellent you know he's always stretching and it's always something that's like very important as a goalie it sounds cliche to say but there's a lot of goalies that don't do it you know and they don't know why they can't do this or why they can't do that but if I mean stretching is so important for longevity and just him to be able to do those splits on a daily basis in practice and in games and still play two games. It's just something I've never seen before. You know what I mean? It's just like, man, those groins have got to be steel. And it's just like awesome to see. Cause it's like, if he can do it, I got to push myself, you know, and yeah. I try to push him and, you know, we push each other. I like to, I like to think, and it's a good battle to have in practice to make it almost like games are easier kind of attitude. And that's, that's what I try to look for is just make sure practice is harder than the games. And when games come up, it's easy breezy, almost hypothetically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, you're getting one, 1% better every day. Like once you put, start putting those pieces together every day, that 1% adds on a 2%, 5 50%, 100% just keeps going. And you can just keep seeing the progress. Exactly. And it just comes down to just the balance of not being too hard on yourself. But if you're also the, you're the most critical on yourself compared to anyone else. It doesn't really matter what anyone says, you know, like, like you said, I've played juniors in college and it's just like at the pros I've been through everything. I mean, from not from winning an MVP in national tournament 
to not playing the championship game, but I played the semifinals game. We win two to one and we get outshot 25 to 57. And I don't play the game, the championship game, because I was a freshman. You know, it's like one of those yeah. things just it keeps you going, though. You know, you, you can't give up on that. You know, you, you played great, but you didn't get the opportunity to get the championship. And it's just those little flames that I, I'll relight, so to say, to keep me going through the season if I, it's like I'm struggling, so to say. Yeah, so it like puts a puts a fire in in you, and you're able to just like stuff happens. Like you just gotta like it's in, it's in the past. You just gotta keep going, exactly. and just have that flame, just keep going, and then keep pushing you and pushing you every single day. Exactly. Yeah. So you said you weren't, you didn't play in the Fed last year. So like, what what did you do last year? Like at like throughout so, throughout the year. So last year, um, I didn't play for the Fed because I um just needed to focus on stuff at home more and be more family oriented and get that squared away first. And I played for the motor or not motor city, sorry, Waterford sharks and the MIHL, the Michigan independence hockey league, I believe it is. And um, they weren't going to have a team at first, I, I believe was a situation. And I talked to the guys who ran it, Nick Parrott. He's a great guy. And, um, it was just like, we got to have a team. I, I know it sounds selfish, but I need to play for a championship, even though it's not fed. Yeah. And it's just, I want to play. And I know there's other guys that were in the area that wanted to play too, that like Alex Gregorich and Zach Solkanich that weren't playing in fed that, but they played prior to with me with Port Huron and we had that little core group of guys. And um, we just played every other Saturday and that was perfect to, you know, be at home didn't have any practices so that's where I was just like I missed out on practice and I could feel it affect my game so I was like I can't do more than a year off so to say but it was a great season we went all the way to the championship and lost in the final game but it was I mean for a team that was put together last minute camaraderie again it was we were it was such a blast you know for an off season I couldn't ask for a better situation yeah, that, so, that, that's that's awesome that you went that like you were able to at least get games in. Like I'm in the same situation this year. Where I'm playing in the Michigan League over there. Awesome. Yeah. For the Blue Water Stars, so like I I know exactly what what you're talking about. I actually have a game this Saturday against Waterford. Awesome. Good luck. I think I saw that, but um, yeah, they're I'm happy to see that they're in first place this year. I was I'm I'm happy for that because. It's one of those things where you leave a team and you feel guilty yeah. a little bit, you know, and it's just like you hope for them to be successful so you don't feel any more guilt. So it's just like it's awesome to see that they're undefeated yeah. this year. You know, it's um, but I'm also happy to see that there's a team in blue water now, you know, just the league's yeah. getting bigger and hopefully that league doesn't go anywhere, so to say. Yeah, exactly. It's like what do you, what do you learn from a league like that when like the talent's like. It, it, there's good talent like all over the place like yeah. from, there's fed guys sp american league guys even that are in that league so like what do you learn from a league like i that? think it's really recognizing who's on the ice like obviously i realized always respect the shooters because at this age everyone can shoot yeah you know i mean even if they can't aim they'll get lucky that time you don't you're not there you know so it's like respect the shooters but also like so to, like respect who's on the ice for your team too like there's guys that didn't play but high school or then there's guys that played pro you know so it's just kind of like learning what they're giving you because it's not something you're maybe used to you know yeah. so to say so it's just 
always being aware, like, I guess hyper aware because the game's a little bit slower. So you can kind of like identify guys more. So I guess that would be the biggest change. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's always something that you could learn no matter what league you're in, just like, just exactly. from pa a patient standpoint to like reading like the stick blades, reading like the, like yep. ant anticipating like where the play is going to happen, what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. Like, you could learn from literally every situation on the ice. Yeah. I mean, being in Michigan too, I even played adult league here and, you know, I'm playing with my neighbors and stuff. And during the week to get practice last year, and it's just, there's guys that played D1 and it's just like, I'm still getting great opportunity shots throughout the seat. Um, yeah. you know, my off year. So it's like, as long as I keep my, my shape, as long as I'm reading shots that are the same, you know, it's, it's just getting back to reading plays again and getting that speed down and making everything like muscle memory, so to say. Yeah, it, exactly. So then the following year you spent time with the uh, Port Huron Prowlers as, as well as the year, the year prior, you spent a little time with them where yep. you went, you went one and four in 2020, 2021, yep. but you went nine and oh after, after you got traded from Watertown in 2019, 2020. It's like, what were those two years of professional hockey like with Watertown and then Port Huron? A great question. So the first year with Port Huron, I started off in Watertown and I think there was like 20 goalies at main camp. And it was one of those things where I didn't, I battled my way through all those goalies, all the agency shenanigans you got to deal yeah. with, you know, and I had a, I had a son on the way going into that season. And I know I had X amount of time till he was born in December. So I just, all summer, I was just like, I've never, it sounds bad to say as an athlete, but I've never gone a hundred percent every single day of the summer and seeing what that can do for me. And I just, I went off ice crazy, so to say, not enough to get injured, yeah, but enough to be prepared that no matter what was thrown at me, I wasn't, I wasn't gonna get over, you know. And uh, I was started in Watertown. I got injured last day of camp, so I didn't play for two weeks, and that's like time's ticking, you know. And yeah, I get three games in before. I have to go like it's December 1st and it's like two weeks away. He's going to be born. You know, I gotta, I gotta go. And Watertown was very supportive about it. I mean, I couldn't ask for a better situation when, with what I gave them, so to say, you know, and they, they helped, they made it really easy on me. Let's put, let's put it that way. And um, I, I went home with three games, three and O with Watertown. And then, I'm it's been it was a month and I think it was like beginning of January it was right after Christmas they had three goalies get hurt first water or Port Huron did and um it was just I was at home you know I skated with some of the Port Huron guys because I was living in Michigan before because you know I was starting a family and all that and during the yeah. summer and um my family was in Port Huron so I was skating with those guys and I was like I mean situation like I've never like turned my back on a team, but this is different, you know, like yeah. they understood that like Watertown understood and everything. So um, they, they called me up. They said, we need a team or we need a goalie. Cause, and I'm just like, this is, this is fate. You know, you don't have two goalies get hurt and then a goalie get hurt the next day and there's nothing, you know, it's, so I just made the most of that opportunity and one game after another counted to nine and, pandemic hit and that was it you know it's just like 
that was it was it was tough because it was just we've never had a team with such good good hopes going into playoffs you know just winning never gets old you know and uh it just uh that year I was new dad you know just I'm just like I'm not losing a game this year like it was just that kind of mindset like never felt that way and it's just like hard to repeat that kind of feeling you know because it's just you only become a new dad once you know it was just I was riding that high so to say like sounds terrible to say but um but then the next year uh, uh, well let's rewind the day we got our season ended with the pandemic and it was just I got a call from my dad and um saying my grandma's got dementia and she lives in Waterford which is where I'm at now and that she needs a caregiver and with the pandemic there's no way we're going to nursing homes and yeah I was like my season's over you know, I, I, you know, I'll, I'll be right there, you know, no questions about it. So that whole season I was taking care of my grandma at the same time. And it was just, I never had time to relax and my plays showed going one and four. I'm like, this isn't me, even though it's a pandemic year and there's SP guys, East coast guys, like I just, my mentality wasn't there. So going one and four just was very frustrating. Cause it's like, I know that's not me, you know, and I felt bad that I, you know, performed in front of those guys that way. And that's why I kind of took the year off because there was, I was doing a lot, you know, it's just taking my, taking care, taking care of my grandma with my son. And, you know, just, you know, I, yeah. I had the confidence that I can get back to it, you know, and that's where I'm at now is just trying to get back, back into it, you know, and trying to show that that year was a fluke, you know, like, yeah, I'm not that goalie so to say I like to tell myself yeah yeah for sure and like you're just you just need that like rest period between those mm-hmm. between those years just uh get your mindset right get like recovered mm-hmm. recovered from like everything you you had in the past and you're just able to just go all in and just like you're you're still on a, on a roll now and it's like yep. just like that MJ and that Michael Jordan mentality of just I'm gonna, exactly. I'm gonna win every single time I'm out there that's honestly probably one of my favorite documentaries to watch. It just, yeah. it gives me goosebumps sometimes, but it's, I know it's not, I'm not comparable by any means, but I'm just like, I know that feeling a little bit, you know, it's just, so it's like, I mean, I'll even watch that, you know, randomly if I, if I need a little bit of a mental boost, just like I'll watch, you know, that documentary or miracle, you know, just whatever, whatever it takes kind of mentality. Like you have a lot of, weapons in your arsenal but don't always use them you know use them when you need to and then they'll work you know if you use them too much you you know it it won't work necessarily it's just 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 the way it goes yeah i i love that documentary it was just you you could just tell that he every time he's out there like he's not losing like he's just just, like he's gonna carry his team and just put it put the team on his back whenever whenever mm-hmm. they needed him and he's just gonna go out go out there and just win them the game and just exactly be that be that strong guy and like that guy that 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 the team needs exactly and I think that's what's also an important mindset is to help like not be too hard on yourself it's just like win the game it's a team sport like yeah as long as you give the guys the opportunity to win like that's all that matters you know all those stats and all those everything else will come in you know they'll they'll work their way into it you know as long as you're like that game against Delaware, I let three goals on 15 shots. I mean, I could be upset and saying, man, that hurt my save percentage, but it's also, yeah. we won the game. 
you know, it's those three, three goals were in the slot. It is what it is. It looks terrible on the stats, but you won the game, move on forward, you know? So yeah. it's just one of those, I, I think it's the mindset that it's helped me like keep everything level, not be too hard on myself. You know, it's with the team that I have in front of me. It's great. I mean, the defensive core and the forward support down low, is just, it's awesome to see because with a great coach, you know, and everything like it's not, it's not that common in, in, in the fed, so to say. And it's just, yeah. we were very fortunate to have that situation here. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I, I, I found it like the same way as like, I used to carry, like hold myself against like save percentage and goals against average and all mm-hmm. that. But I'm at the point of my career where it's just like, you, you need to win, you need to win games. Yep. So as long as you're giving your team a chance to win games, like that's, that's all I can ask for. Yep. And I think like what allowed me to come to the conclusion is like everyone loves winning. Yeah. I mean, you could have a goalie that has a 95 save percentage, but it's like, if you, you know, like winning's important just to building up that confidence as a team, you know, it's just, I understand there's some situations where like, like there was a situation where we played Watertown, Baz was playing and he was lights out zero, zero all game. And we lost in overtime and it's just like, he did everything he could to win that game and just didn't get rewarded for it. You know, it's like, you can't be hard on yourself about those. He wasn't by any means. He was, you know, but it's just like, those are the games where you're just like, what are you supposed to do? You know, you can't score the goals, but it's just, you got to keep battling and stay confident, you know? Yeah. And like, that's the, that's the biggest thing is just battle and compete. Like just, that's all, that's all you got to do is battle and compete. And hopefully you find yourself getting some wins, but if you're, if not, like it's a grind, it's going to happen. Like, Yep. You just can't can't get down on yourself. Yep, and uh, I mean it's it's we've been in the season for almost three months or so, but it's just like we still got a long way to go. So it's it's pretty much it's time to get moving. You know what I mean? It's uh, yeah. we're in a good spot for being a first first year team, and I'm happy to see the success we're having right now. It's it's awesome to see. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, in 2018, 19, that was like your first year in the Fed where you were with Danville, with the Dashers, you were with Elmira Enforcers and Watertown as well. So like, what was that first year pro like? First year I was, um, I went, I started off in free agent camp in Carolina Thunderbirds in Richmond. There was a free agent camp in Richmond, which I'm from Virginia. So I was like, I can make that, you know, whatever that be undeniable kind of attitude I also like to have because I've been through so much adversity I'm like I'm gonna give you no option you know kind of attitude and I wasn't in shape for the camp and they already had their goalies for the year but they were like Danville needs goalies and their main camp is whenever it was so to say so I go to their main camp and there's uh two goalies that played the year before and it's kind of like pretty much right away I'm just I don't have the opportunity like it's like those are the two guys if they get called up then you'll get the opportunity so one of them gets called up and I don't play a single game until the um, starting goalie gets hurt and the first game is nine guys traveling on the bus you know we're calling guys I, I called a guy like my first game was also Eric Masters' first game, which is I played college with them. I played youth hockey with them, junior hockey, like I've known them forever. And so it was cool to have, like, 
that experience with someone that you've known for a long time. And yeah, it was one of those games where I was just like, man, for my first pro game, I've never been like, I don't know if we even have an opportunity to win this with nine guys against Carolina. That was their year that they were just winning and almost unstoppable, you know, and I mean, they won the championship that year. So it was in teddy bear night, you know, it was just everything was lining up against me. I'm like, so to say, good thing I have like some composure to like deal with all this, but like, yeah. man, it's just like all the odds are against me right now. And I did what I could and it was just those two games and that was it. You know, I didn't have any other starts the rest of the year. And I'm like this next season, which is why I had that grit all summer long going into Watertown. Like this isn't me as a goalie. Like I'm, you know, like I'm already pushing being pushed out the door and I haven't even gotten the shot yet. I got handed yeah. that, you know, and, I, re I just responded from that so to say from that season like it gave me confidence because I went from when I, after those games in Danville they kind of they released me so to say and um then I went got picked up by Amira and um I didn't play at all I played one game against the New York Police Department game you know that was my only game I played there and it was a great like learning experience there you know what they had it was they opened my eyes up and um, I got traded by Cody Porter and we switched teams from Amira. I went to Watertown and I, I think I finished like Rutledge was my goalie partner. He was starting all the games yeah. and I maybe finished three or four of those games and the games that I finished up, I, I did pretty well. And so it gave me the confidence going in the summer and, I even watch around the playoffs on the bench. So I know what playoff hockey looked like in the fed. And um, it just, I was, it, it was a good experience for learning. Like I didn't get a lot of opportunities, but I made the most of that, that, that year. So to say. Yeah. And that that's all you can really do. And is just mm -hmm. have just learned those experiences and just learn from those experiences. And then yep. like you talked about composure as well. And like composure is one of the most important things as a goalie, especially like when, like you said, like every, all the odds were stacked up against you. It's mm -hmm. like, what what do you do to help yourself like stay composed and not like get like so like spot like spiral out of out of uh? I think just, it's like keep spiraling. Big, big thing is routine. Like, I always like because I'm practicing every day and I'm up. It's like the same time of mine, same time frame as a morning skate before a game. So I try to like keep those all of when I stretch at the same time game or practice in the morning right before skate. And then after I'll stretch a little bit, even if it's before a game or practice. And then you always have a pregame nap. So like I'll take a nap at least for an hour on practice days. Just napping is important for recovery. It's yeah. it's I mean, it sounds a lazy thing to say, but as an athlete, napping is so important. And um, just keeping the game days and practice days as similar as I can, even though you play in the afternoon and you practice in the morning, it's just what you can do to keep the consistency up yeah. in your habits. And then your body's going to, I think, more relaxed because it's it knows what it's coming up to. And I think even goalie coaching on Mondays and Tuesdays when I would be playing a game at 730, so to say, it allows me, I've noticed I'm more aware, it helps me to get those awareness on the ice reps because it's just like my body going through that routine so it doesn't have to it's not thrown off guard so to say so even if i'm 
sitting on the bench for two periods and I get thrown in, you know, like I'm able to go, you know, just like, that's what Watertown, the end of the year in Watertown showed me playing those games at the end, just like I could be on the bench for two periods, but my mindset, my composure, it's like we're down and we're getting clobbered, but I'm ready to go because this is my opportunity. And my mind has been waiting for this more than, the opportunity has been existing, you know, I'm, I'm, this is, yeah. this is my time right now, you know? Yeah. And that that's a good mindset to have, especially like a lot of guys, like, like you're cold and you're just, you're on the bench for two periods and then like you have to get like instantly like in the, in the mindset of playing a game when you've been on the bench the past two periods. Yep. So just having that mindset of just like, you're ready to go. If, yep. if you ever need to go in that third period or second period or whatever, that you're able to just, flip a switch and go and I mean it's like even the little things like the things that I had to learn was how can I be in the game even though I'm not in the game so it's like always being ready to for a water bottle like I never give it to Babs so to say but I'll put it on the bench right there so that he can grab it and it's ready for them like that's how I yeah like having that consistent open the door for when a D's coming being aware when they're changing because we're breaking out of the zone and the pressure's going into the you know like that's kind of like reading the play a little bit but you're not playing but you're still reading the play and what's being aware on the ice instead of just are they shooting are they passing you know it's you know it's recognizing how long those guys have been on the ice and being just those little things that help you have the pace of the game in your head when you go out there if you need to yeah, absolutely. You're not like sluggish. You're like zoning out. You're just you're focused on the game, like the yep. the pressure that's happening of opening the doors, like you said, and just being able to go to that speed. Yep, exactly. And I mean, backing up or starting, I'm still doing the same thing before every game. You know, it's there's yeah. nothing that's changing because it's like I, I mean, goes back to routine. I didn't play for like the first three or four weeks, so to say. I'm not sure, but every single one of those games I backed up, I was practicing my routine for when I get that start. So when I got the start in Fort Huron, you know, my first game, I was ready to go because I've had a couple games, even if I'm scratched, I'll keep my distance and, you know, stretch and be out of the way of the guys because I don't want to get in their way by any means, you know, it just keeping that routine up, you know, and even if it's watching the game and trying not to talk to someone because you're trying to, we dialed in watching it from the stands. It's just use that opportunity to read the game. You know, I wouldn't say as serious as like how Gretzky would say he would do the pencil on the board while he's watching the game and seeing the puck, but just the more you watch the game and you see repetitions and, you know, it's, yeah. it just muscle memory. Eventually. I think I mentioned that earlier about just like, that's the time of year we're in is everything's becoming muscle memory. So. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I love that answer. And like, I want to get, I want to get into like your time before pro. So college and juniors right now. So uh, you played three years at Liberty university, ACHA D2, and you were also on the ACHA uh, D1 team at yep. there. You're in 2016, 17. It's so, like, what were those, three years like and everything that you learned especially going from like the ACHA D division two to the the D1 team yeah I, my first year it was I had I had a learning lesson that year because I have always had the opportunity to show myself that I'm better than who whatever they have you know yeah 
in that year is, you know, you're at college, you're a freshman, you're labeled as a freshman and that's what you are, you know? And I was planning on being D1. Like I, I just knew I could, I could get that spot, but then the guy who played D2 on the D2 team for four years wanted to play a fifth year. So he got the automatic bid and those, you know, it's yeah. just seniority, you know? Yeah. So I went to the D2 team. I'm like, I'm going to make the most of this. You know, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm going to be a starter. I'm, I did great that year. We had a great team. It was, a, you know, camaraderie was great that year. You know, like we went to a national championship. In the beginning of the year, I didn't even know until I was on the team that they were, they almost won it the year before. And it's just like, all right, we're going to do it this year, you know? And it goes back to just, I guess I like to say standing on my head. Like I was for D2 club out. I was just, I was furious all year long, so to say, but I didn't like to show it emotionally. Yeah. And um, we went to the championship. We all played great, you know, and just that net, like I mentioned earlier with the semifinals, I played that game and we won. We've never been to the championship before and, I didn't get that start and I'm just watching that game, you know, that's all I can do is just watch. And we lost, I think it was five to three or something. And I'm just like thinking, I'm like, I didn't let more than three goals all year, you know? And I'm just like, it's just one of those things where you can't relish on it so much, but it's just like, when you need that fire lit, just remind yourself, you know, what you've missed out on. And it was a nice icing on the cake though. At the end of the game, after the championship, they gave out, the awards and stuff and they named me as um i think it was all team national tournament goalie or whatever you know yeah. the so i guess mvp goalie mvp or whatever but i'm like i didn't even play the championship game you know Wait, where does this happen you know like left like a sour taste in your mouth exactly i just like this could mess me up mentally but just use it as fuel you know because I've, yeah. I've never heard of anyone in that situation before anything anything even close you know yeah. And it's just, I've always wanted to play to get a ring. I've never gotten a ring. I've been that close. And going back to playing juniors, I mean, I'd, I've been close to getting rings like Final Four every year. But um, then next year, they, they saw my play and I went to the D1 team. I was like, finally, you know, and I got my first set of pads ever to not be paid for. You know, I was just like, yeah. I. Like, that's always, like, a goal as a goalie to be, like, the team paid you for made it. Like, you know, like, exactly. So, like, it was learning adjustment because we go back to I'm getting 18 shots a game. You know, the goal is the game's 5-4, and it's, like, this goes where I had to learn where it's about winning. You know, those stats aren't set up for you to be have great stats. It is what it is, you know. You know, as long as you win the game, and my first game in D1 was a shootout against Stony Brook and against the last guy was at their top goal scorer, goal player of the year, the year before. And it was just a great feeling to have the park packed barn and just the atmosphere at Liberty was just awesome to play at. And I'm like, this is why I'm here, you know, and I played the first semester and my last game was a, a shutout. And then I didn't pay attention to my grades too much, so to say. It was all on me. And then that, that next semester, I did what I needed to do to get my grades up, and they moved on already. And it's just life lesson, you know. It um, I went to D2, and 
it was a fun year, but it was just, I wanted to play pro after college. These guys didn't, you know, that kind of attitude. And it's just like, they're more worried about spring break versus going to a national tournament. And it's just like, I can't do this another year and expect to play. And it's like, it was um, not the smartest move that everyone makes, but it's just, I've been so invested in the hockey and the years that I put into hockey, sacrificing summers, you know, and just like, I have to do this and moved on, moved on from everything and never moved away from home and started my pro career, you know, and it will go back to when I played juniors though. Um, that was my hometown, Virginia beach, Chesapeake area. And uh, I grew up watching the Norfolk Admirals and one of the, the owner used to play for them. And I grew up playing with his son on the junior team and all that. It was a awesome place to play. I played, I worked the Zamboni. I was a Zamboni driver while practicing at the same or playing there at the same time. And then just, I knew, I knew everyone there, the employees there, you know, the, you know, the coaching staff, like it was just yeah. like a great place to play. And I even come, come across players I played with eight years ago and we just relish on the moments we had there. Cause it was just, there was lessons I learned uh, there with, we did summer training for eight weeks in July and August to get us ready every year till we had that camaraderie going into the season. And it's just, that's what showed me like preparation is everything. Like if you prepare, the games are easy, you know? And I think that's what that junior, the whaler junior program showed me the most yeah so like those are all great lessons to to learn throughout like your college and junior career and like you're able to just learn from those different experiences and like just from uh maybe paying attention close to your grades because it helped it went mm -hmm. you went from the d d1 team to d2 team because of that yeah like just like those those little lessons like especially like when it comes to like your education everything as well as playing and then whatever whatever you need to learn to to know what it takes to get to that pro level like there's a lot to to learn from those those few years from college to juniors yep i um during the juniors it was it was awesome to be able to have like playing at home and not playing i like i was also a billet you know so like i was i would host guys and i would you know i was the kid playing junior a at 16 and everyone's 19 20 years old yeah you know and like it was just a honestly it was such a good time to be able to just go from like living the dream of playing like growing up from in virginia you never had the triple a you never like you had the summer team which i did triple a summer teams and stuff but i was finally able to just go to from practice leave school at 1 30 and go practice with my teammates you know my brothers you know and it was just that year being able to practice every day, my first year of juniors playing junior A was just a year I won't forget because it was just, I was, you know, the new kid on the block, so to say, like I was the youngest on the team and, you know, I just was a rookie, you know, and just did what rookies needed to do and was also playing against guys out there in the NHL now. And it's like a, a year I won't ever forget because the year before I was playing junior C you know, in the SEJHL, which yeah. is the Southeastern Junior Hockey League, which does not exist anymore by any means. But it was a, it was a, it was a good learning experience because it was juniors before junior C. I was playing U16A, 
you know, there was nothing. So I was yeah. just like, I don't want to play juniors, but there's no triple A. So I have to go the junior route, even if it's starting at junior C. And then within a one full season of playing junior C and like maybe two weeks of junior B, I got called up to junior A. Goalie got sick. I think it was like some staff or whatever, you know, and I just we didn't lose a game from January till nationals, you know, and wow. we, you know, and it was just like one of those things where it was just, I, I can, you know, I can do this. And awesome little keynote was the Norfolk Admirals were in the AHL at the time and they practiced like literally after us. So I had Frederick Anderson in one net and John Gibson in the other net, you know, and I'm like watching them in the AHL. I'm like, these guys, like, this is how, like, what it takes, you know, just watching them battle, you know, and it was like, look at where they're at now, you know, they're in the yeah. AHL, but I was just seeing how simple they made everything, and that's literally the definition of the of their game is keeping everything simple, you know, and for being a goalie that's very, like, reactive when I was in junior, so to say, I learned that keeping everything simple is the key to making not so many mistakes, so to say, you know, and it was just one day they asked me to go out on the ice and practice with them because John Gibson wasn't able to practice. And I'm like, this is awesome, you know, and I won't ever forget that day, you know, practicing with guys that are in their NHL, you know, like just a whole AHL practice, you know, Wednesday, you know, they had a game yeah. on Friday, you know, just even though I wasn't on their team, it was just like, I was, I was on their team for that 45 minutes. You know what I mean? It was just, and it, I didn't do bad. You know, I, I got sniped a couple of times. Their power play was cycling so quick compared to what I was used to. But I, I was like, I can be, I can do this if the opportunity comes. Like I know what the next level is and I know what I got to do to get to the next level. Never, maybe never get to the AHL, but it's like, I know what it takes to get there. You know, being yeah. 28 as a goalie, it's just, you can, you, you always have that hope and opportunity, but it's just be happy where you are now. You know, that's, that's how I, that's pretty much where I'm at and just win, you know, that's, that's all I can yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And you, you held your own again in an AHL practice. Like, at, like there's nothing, nothing better than that. And like, you know what, what it takes to get to that level and like how yep. hard, like how hard it is to get to that level and like how yep. hard the shots are coming off, like the angle deception, like, yep. like it, it's crazy how much a simple like angle change can screw up your entire your 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 entire angle and then you get yep. sniped from there exactly and it's just um the game's always changing if you're not a student yeah. of the game i mean you're falling behind i mean yeah. i'll even watch highlights on a nightly basis to see what goals are working now because if i wait for a goalie coach to teach me well that's going to be next summer you know yeah. this is what's happening right now even though it's in the nhl well, what do you think everyone in my league's doing? They're watching the same games. Oh, that's what I can do. So if I can be ahead of that, you know, it's preparing to make the game simple, you know, especially yeah. with all these lacrosse attempts nowadays, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah. The goal, goalie's worst nightmare is when they attempt the, the lacrosse, the Michigan, the, the Zegris, whatever. Like, it, and it's like it, it definitely scares you. But it's like I have to know before they do it what they're going to yeah. do, you know. So it's like I'm looking at when is when are his hips opening up you know when it's like is he putting his both of his hands close to the ice well i wonder what he's doing i don't even have to like look where he's going i just got to cover that you know just 
those little things that if you're always a student of the game, your mind will, will keep it there for when it's ready. And it, it comes to muscle memory where everything just comes together and you're just like January comes and you're like, hockey's almost easy, you know? Yeah. And then it's, it comes to July and you get out of shape again. So to say you take that month off and you got to repeat And the quicker you learn that cycle, I think and prepare for camp and it sounds cliche to say, but it just goes back to pre preparation and consistency, you know, recognize the rhythms throughout the season. Exactly. Exactly. That, that's awesome. And then, uh, so you're, you're 16 playing junior A and you're facing guys that are 19, 20. It's so like what, like you're facing guys that are stronger, older, and like every, everything, like they're so much older there and they're mature. Like, what are you doing as a goalie to, to like help yourself get to that next level, especially when you're playing against older guys. So before that, I could react to everything as long as I had like good positioning out with my feet, yeah. you know, like them, I couldn't react to everything. So I had to learn with kind of like reacting with my feet in terms of not making a split save, but like center shifting, you know, and working in that a lot. Like there would be practices where I'm like, I don't care if I'm getting scored on. I'm keeping my arms beside myself in fully position and everything's with the chest, you know, and there's yeah. certain drills that you can't do that with, but like for, you know, the four, four guys in the neutral zone, that's a good drill to practice that with. And, you know, it's just like learning to not like, if you get scored on in a lot, like it's not about like, tell yourself, like you're learning your angles, you know, like, adjust yourself and like sometimes I wouldn't really care about getting scored on because I'm learning something you know that I need to work on so to say like yeah. they're gonna shoot where they're gonna shoot I'm not giving them like I'm not playing bad you know it's just I'm not gonna try to do a windmill glove save I want to see what I can do with my shoulder you know and dial this save in versus trying to make everything with my touch glove you know and just seeing where the puck goes after those plays where it's just when you get a tip shot from the point and you can't see where the puck comes, but you know, it hits you in your shoulder. Well, you practice that repetition when it hits you in the shoulder, where does it go? You know, and just, it goes back to just being a student of the game. Make if practices are easy. Well, how can you make them harder on yourself to where you can make the game easier on you when it comes to the weekend, you know, and it just comes to, pushing yourself that 1% better every day, so to say. Yeah, just just working and getting those repetitions in and just testing testing things out like not like 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 when I play when I play games and like I lose like I don't say I lose games, I say I learn from them cuz you're not yep. you're learning from every situation from every situation, every game that the team loses, like goals you give up, like you're learning like whether like it's your angles, like how much depth you need at that particular like situation yep. so you're just you're not you're gaining a lot more than you are then you're just then you're just like staying neutral exactly and I mean I've even noticed like being a goalie coach allows me to see what like I kind of make it a point not like on purpose but like if I notice something that I'm seeing that a, a drill during my practice I could do with one of my students you know and it's like well, what they're showing me is more than what I'm showing my teammates. Yeah. So it's like if their angle's good, 
then my angle, if I do what they're doing, is going to be even better, you know, type yeah. so, so to say. And it's just, it's just um, being on both sides of the puck, so to say, helps a lot. You know, a lot of goalies miss out on shooting pucks and seeing what they give, you know, and it's a lot of knowing what you're giving to the shooter. And it's sometimes it's making trying to force them to make a mistake. So I had a talk with one of my players in practice today where, He's a sniper, you know, he's, he's shooting, he's, he can shoot short side on anybody all day, you know, like it's not a goal, goal yeah. to give up, but I recognize that. So I'm like, all right, well, in a game, if that shot's not there, what is he going to do next? So I'm taking that shot away initially and forcing them to go across and backhand across my blocker. And I'm, and I told him like, I'm trying to make you do that move because if you don't have option A and you can do option B like, like that muscle memory, that's only going to get better from here, you know, and it's only going to make me better. Cause if I can take away option a and then force him to do option B and eventually take away option B too. Well, now let's work with option C. And then that's how I guess you don't end up on your butt. So to say making yeah. backdoor plays and your, your stay composed like Carrie price would, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like I learned, I learned so much just from, just from being on that app, other side of the the puck like you said as being a goalie coach like mm -hmm. it really like showing like the your students like edge work drills like it really like helps like your skating be a lot more smoother and everything and you're just like what like you said like if their angle is really good like you're taught you're bigger than than them so it's like your angle is going to be even even better than you're thinking like we're always our worst enemy when it comes to being like critical on like what we're doing like we, like we were talking about earlier so it's like if they're doing it right and it looks good like and we're in the same exact spot and like same mm -hmm. area like we're we're in the right area as well yep exactly and it's it's come i think one thing i picked up i wish i would have picked up when i was younger but it eventually when you play at i guess after youth hockey and your the rings that you're playing at more consistent the, the hash marks and the circles are always at the same. So when yeah. you're practicing, you know, for shots at the hash marks, well, if like you're thinking like in a game, like, oh, crap, he's at the hash marks. What's he going to do? And they're like, no, in practice, I went to the hash marks and this is what I gave him. So my block is always covered. I just got to drop and block for that side. So I only got to worry about my glove hand. Yeah, It's kind of like cutting the ice in half, like on a PK. The idea is to cut the ice in half and it's just – it's so quick, it's hard to do, but it's like that's kind of like what you want to do, so to say. Yeah, and just just slow the, slow the game down a little more than than it than it's going. Like once you yep. do that, like everything just becomes that much more easier and that much more simpler. Yep, and I mean the way it works with me in my head is just like when steps all down. Well, it's like reading plays to play the puck to make the game yeah. even that much more simpler. You know, yeah. it's just like there's always something better you can do. You know, it's even though it's like, say, I have this six games, you know, went six wins right now. It's just, I'm not satisfied. You know, yeah. it's just, you know, there's, there's a lot more work to do. That's like those I take, it's kind of like taking one game at a time. Like I don't even look at the schedule until after the weekend because it's like, I just can't, you know, and yeah. it's one of those things that if I do, it's like, I'm going against my preparation, you know, and just be in the moment. Really just, yeah, it sounds silly to say because I, you know, I'll, I'll have family that tell me when I'm playing. I'm like, I didn't even know, you know, and, and it's just like sometimes I have to break the rules, but I'll just be like, ask my fiance to 
just look at the schedule and tell me, and tell me when I'm playing. And so I don't have to look, it's just those little superstitions, you know, it's, you don't have a lot, but as long as it's enough to keep you on your toes, you know, to know that a little bit of discipline, so to say, I wouldn't call it, you know, it's, it is what you call it, you know? Yeah. Goalies are weird. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess, I guess we are. And like, yeah, like just being in the moment being like where your feet are, and like yep. not really not overthinking or thinking about like what's in the future like what's in the past like just being the and f- just being the present now exactly and that's um we'll go back to that documentary with mj i mean he's there's no one that did it better about being in the moment and it's yeah. like that's one thing i learned from that documentary was always being in the moment i mean like we get sticks from our teams and stuff but i have sticks that i have at home and I haven't used them in a couple of years, but the kid that I give them to has no idea, you yeah. know, and it's just like it, I'm, I, I was that kid once, you know, watching the Admirals play and I got sticks and I played with them that year, you know, I, I made it work somehow. And it was just like, that's what it's about, you know, is I, you know, giving the little things away that just make those kids day. Cause you know, you don't know what they have to deal with. They're there to have a good time yeah. and it, it doesn't matter who you are. It's, who they think you are you know it's just like being present for them at that moment and they won't forget it you know because when I was that kid I didn't forget it you know what I mean and it's just even when the parents say thank you it's just like it's it's a it's it's almost I'm I'm obligated because I want to so badly you know and I know that it just giving back is what it what it's all about yeah, you you know the feeling when you were younger, like the kids are feeling the exact same. Like now, looking down, at, looking at like you and like as a as a pro athlete, and then just giving back to the game. Like we all we've all been there when we're we've been in the when we've been younger, and like mm-hmm. now we're we're that we're at where we are, and like it's it feels like an obligation to get back to the game because that like that's yep. how you just want to make everyone happy and like. Yep. enjoy coming out to the game every game exactly and it's like at the end of the day it's like i'm playing pro hockey and you know i got a family of my own i couldn't ask for anything more and whatever i can do to be helpful you know it's like even if i'm not playing you know i'm talking to the guys i'm like you did great on this play and like you, you know like i always give active feedback so to say and yeah i guess not really constructive criticism but active feedback you know and just playing your role you know the role changes so quick so it's like play the role that you're given you know and don't fuss about it because a lot of times the coach is doing it for a reason you know and I had to learn that the hard way too from juniors to college it's just now it's just like I understand you know and I think that's what like pro hockey is about is by the time you're here even though it is single a you know it's you're playing pro hockey you need to i've already been through this and nothing should phase you anymore you know what i mean like yeah it just that's kind of like my mindset coming into pro is like i went through juniors i went through college i don't know what more could be thrown at me i learned the first year in danville what more could be thrown at me you know but i you know just the cliches of rising to the occasion you know i growing up in a military area in military household and just character is everything, you know, it's character leads, leads you the long way. And it's, uh, 
it helps with the game too when you apply it to hockey I guess so to say like you don't become too prideful it's very easy to become prideful as a goalie or as a player in general you know and just knowing you're just another guy you know but you're doing something extraordinary to your interpretation someone else might not think it but as long as you're confident in yourself that's all that matters you know you're living you're living your life you know yeah exactly I, i i love that answer and like everything that you had to say, I I agree with a hundred percent, and I I believe that's a great way to end this sh- end this podcast. So, uh, Blake, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time, and I want to wish you the best of luck going forward with this season. And I look forward, uh, hopefully, uh, catching your catching the game sometime soon, or maybe playing against you or whatever. Yeah, that would be awesome. I appreciate you having me. I've been wanting to watch some MIHL hockey, but you got we play on the same nights every night, and I'm just like, I know. this isn't fair. I'm hoping for a Sunday game sometime soon. But um, good luck with the rest of your season and Saturday too as well.